You're listening to the IPassMyBarExam.com podcast, providing you inspirational bar prep to pass your bar exam with ease and confidence. Episode number 20. Greetings and welcome future bar exam passers. This is Dustin Saidi, founder of IPassMyBarExam.com and author of the number one Amazon bestseller, The 7 Steps to Bar Exam Success. And today we bring on another special guest to help you out with your essays. This is Nadine from BarIssues.com who's going to come on and tell you five ways and five things you can do to improve your essay score. And then also at the end of the program, she's going to tell you a lot about her awesome, awesome, cool program they have called Bar Issues. Um, and how it can help you out on your bar exam. So be sure to stay tuned at the end there to hear about that and also how you can get a discount on your copy of Bar Issues. You'll hear more about it on the show, but just briefly, if you want to know what's most likely to be tested on your bar exam, and also if you want to take practice exams that test specific issues, so let's say you have specific issues you want to practice like con law First Amendment or contracts UCC questions, um, then you'll definitely want to listen up at the end as well to hear what bar issues is about because they created a great service to help you practice those and to be better prepared. So without further ado, let's go into the interview with Nadine from barissues.com. All right, hello, and we are here with Nadine from barissues.com, who's going to come on today to tell us the five ways to improve your essay scores this bar exam season. Hi, Nadine. How are you? Hey, Dustin. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Great to have you here today. Yeah. So uh, tell the listeners kind of your story about when you took the bar and kind of how you struggled through and how you made it through and, and uh, just generally speaking, some of your background on, on that. Okay, sure. Um, well, you know, there's just so much to study on the bar exam, as we all know, um, particularly the California bar being three days long. And I think one of the biggest challenges I found was just the whole overwhelming aspect of it all. And what really, really helped me was, you know, one of the things I'm going to talk about, which is planning in advance and kind of um, visualizing what I'm going to be doing and really, really getting, you know, I probably spent an inordinate amount of time on the planning, but it really, really did help a lot. So that was something I think that really helped me. Um, And, you know, being able to use the tool that Angela and I developed, uh, bar issues, helped a lot too as far as knowing what issues were important. And just staying focused in general, um, I think, is really important. Right. When you say overwhelmed, kind of what were you overwhelmed by? I mean, I can make a guess, but just specifically to you. Yeah, well, I think think the fact that there's 15 subjects, and we kind of call, count them as 15, um, you know, we still separate... um, some of the subjects, uh, although they've kind of been combined now, uh, you know, I'm thinking of corporations and partnership and that. But basically, we look at it as 15 subjects. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's overwhelming, especially knowing that when it comes to the essays, you're, um, you're not going to be necessarily tested on all 15 subjects. And it's... Uh, just the rules of law, the number of rules of law, the amount of material is what I found really overwhelming. Right. And how did you kind of, uh, I guess, deal with that? Because there's other students out there that are probably dealing with the same thing. How did you guys 
Um, well, what we did was um, we kind of came up with a, uh, an action plan here. And we, we really, like I said, we spent a lot of time on the planning in advance just so that we knew. I, you know, I was really afraid of running out of time to get everything, uh, to study everything, to make sure that I covered off all the subjects. So by planning in advance, and that's, that's one of our first tips, um, you know, get out your calendar, plan it in advance, uh, figure out exactly what subjects you're going to study, when, how many practice essays you're going to do, um, you know, which days. It really, really helps to put things into perspective and just knowing that you really do have enough time on the calendar to cover it all is a big help already. Okay, that's interesting. So um, how how did you guys plan that out? Like how far in advance did you plan it out? And also did you guys kind of stick to that schedule or did, it, did you modify it as you went through? Um, we did modify it. Um, Angela and I both actually took the bar exam at different times. Um, she took the February one, I took the July one. But yeah, we did pretty well... Uh, stick to it but you know we did replan and reschedule um we used uh you know spreadsheets to actually note what how many essays we had uh planned to practice and how many we actually did practice same for the mbes how many we planned to do and how many we did and same for the performance test so we really really worked on making sure that we had enough time to get it all done and i'm curious when, when so when you guys talk about planning in advance as your first tip how how many did you guys plan for you know essays mbes performance tests and then how many did you guys end up doing well, we both actually, um, on our uh, website, we have a, uh, an essay tracker that, where I, I, I wanted to list all of the essays since 2001 on a chart. And I listed them by subject and uh, with a brief little blurb on what the essay was about. And I wanted to, my goal was to actually cover off every single essay starting with 2001. Now I didn't I didn't write practice writing out every essay, but I can say and, and Angela too that we either wrote, practiced or at least issue spotted every essay, which we think gave us a, a good foundation going in. That's a that's a great uh, tip because I think a lot of students miss that point about the importance of doing essays. So the fact that you hit every essay, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. And the nice thing about having a, a chart like that is to just be able to check them off as you do them. It kind of, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of boring having to study all the time, but you can kind of make a game out of it by, oh, gee, you know, today I got three done. I'm going to check these off. And it, it just makes you find of feel like you're uh, getting somewhere with, with everything. Cool. Awesome. So that would be your first tip, planning in advance. And, th and then also how... so. Some students, you know, they'll email me like six months out. Like, should I start studying now or should they start studying two months ahead? Like, when should they? Um, we kind of looked at it as a three, four, three to four month period. Um, I would recommend at least three months personally, uh, maybe four if you can do it. Maybe some people think that's too long, but um, most bar uh, prep courses, I would think, are also in the two to three month mm -hmm. range. Okay, cool. Um, what would be your second tip? Um, our second tip is endurance. You really have to give yourself total commitment to, you know, just staying on track. 
And if you're studying for the February bar exam coming up, that means you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that you're going to be a party pooper throughout the entire holiday season. And if you're studying for the July bar exam like I did, then you're going to have to realize that there's, you know, a lot of summer activities that, uh, you know, maybe you have uh, young kids or whatever family that are out of school. You're not going to be able to necessarily partake. So if you kind of set yourself up for that in advance and know how to deal with uh, the fact when your, your friends or your family might tempt you with offers of going out, be prepared on how you're going to deal with that, and it'll just make things so much easier. So how, what's a good way to be prepared? Like, how did you kind of handle that when those distractions well, and whatnot? Well, yeah, one thing is, uh, and I, you know, Angela and I talked about this a lot. Um, one thing that Angela did, because she was during that Christmas time frame studying, she told everyone in advance, look, I'm only going to two functions this holiday season. I'm going to my uh, my law firm's Christmas party and one family party, and that's it. So she knew that those were the two that she had planned to attend, and any other offers, no matter how tempting, no matter people saying, oh, come on, just for a little while, or, you know, just stay for dinner, she was firm and said, nope, sorry, <laughs> I'm committed to this, and that was her plan, and it worked for her. That's awesome. You guys are big-time planners, planner-aheaders. Yes. That's a word. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys had this plan, right? Let's say you woke up one morning, you had this, like, plan to do something, and then you just, like, didn't feel like studying or you couldn't study. Like, how did you deal with that? Did you just warrior through it? Did you take a break? What did you do? No, I, I think it's important to, if you really wake up feeling like that, to take a break. And yeah, I'll admit there were times when I did, uh, you know, not follow the, my plan exactly. And you, you can't beat yourself up about that. You just have to realize that sometimes you do need, uh, you know, uh, a mental break. Uh, physically, it's it's very demanding as well. So as long as you kind of look forward and, and readjust Okay, so I didn't get this done today. Let me put it on for my tomorrow plan and let me squeeze in an extra hour to do that. So I, I think that's perfectly fine. Okay, cool. Um, anything else for enduring or uh, making sure you have um, endurance to make it through? No, I, I think, you know, uh, the, of, of course, the obvious thing is, is being uh, physically fit uh, to see it through, taking care of yourself, nutrition, exercise, make sure you get enough sleep, that kind of stuff is important in order to have your mind uh, be able to, you know, be mentally fit as well. So I would just add that. Okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing that one. And what is your third tip? Well, the third tip I can offer you is all about timing. And when you think about the essays on the California bar exam, they make up 39% of your score. So you really need to make sure you do well on the essays in order to pass the bar. And what I recommend is really get used to timing yourself in advance. If you're doing these one-hour essays, um, try out the software. If you're using your laptop, the software called ExamSoft, and figure out in advance how to set your timing intervals because the last thing you want to do is run out of time, of course, on the essays. Yeah, that's that's such a huge tip because... Some people, they'll, they'll spend a couple more minutes. Even like going five to ten minutes more on one essay can be detrimental. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. So what, what I recommend, uh, and I found this worked really good for me, is 
Think of it as two time intervals. First, set your timer for 15 minutes, which is the amount of time you're going to give yourself to reading the question, you know, making your notes uh, as you go through, maybe circling dates, names, whatever your method is, briefly outlining on your scrap paper. Um, you may even need a diagram of subjects like wills, trusts, properties, when there's so many parents, children, stepchildren, all that keeping the name straight can be a challenge. So Take that first 10 to 15 minutes and do all that. Then set your timer for the second interval of 45 minutes where you're actually going to write out the essay. And you've got to watch the clock constantly. And like you said, you just don't even want to spend more than five minutes on any given essay. And when you were practicing, did you do like three-hour blocks or did you do yes. like one hour, one hour? Yeah. In the beginning, I first just did one-hour essays, but you do need to uh, just simulate a bar exam experience in advance by challenging yourself to sit down and do three in a row because it's really quite demanding. So you really do need to do that, definitely. Yeah, when I was practicing, I did. I typically did only one-hour sessions, but when I got on the bar, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is a little bit of a different dynamic when you have three back-to-back. Not only just exactly stamina-wise, but also timing because it's so easy yeah. to spend that extra five to ten minutes, even yeah. even for the most disciplined of us. But like, you really got to cut yourself off after that hour. True, true. I've talked to so many students who said, "Oh yeah, I spent ten minutes extra on the first one, and then I, you know, ran out of time on the third one." And oh yeah, it, it can be a nightmare. Yeah, because you you really need that hour, and if you don't have the whole thing, you're gonna miss writing yeah. something. Yeah, because you never know what the next question is going to be. Don't think that, oh, gee, this question is so, you know, such a racehorse and I've really got to take that extra 10 minutes to get it right. The next question could be even more of a challenge. You just don't know. So just stick to one hour. Just watch the clock constantly and use the the timer feature in ExamSoft if you're using your laptop because it's really, really, really works really good. Okay, awesome. And what is tip number four? Tip number four goes kind of goes back to the initial planning, and it is to come up with a systematic approach. And what I mean by that is look for the tools that are going to make your study process as easy as possible. And, you know, for example, let's say you're doing a contracts question. Um, what I was able to do by using bar issues is I was able to just click on the contracts box in, in the software and, um, you know, it gives me a listing of all the exams that are published by the state bar. And then I would just select the exam that I'm going to work on, print off the first page for the question, and then start working on that particular essay. And this way, I was even able to just quickly issue spot the essay if I wanted to only do that and then test myself on, hey, did I actually get all the issues in this essay? I could just click on the essay name in bar issues and up would come a neat little pop-up giving me the list of just the issues so that I could quickly go through and see, oh, gee, you know, I missed that one or, yeah, I got them all. So just figure out a really good systematic approach. Uh, that, that's awesome. And I, I've looked briefly at bar issues, and I, and I want to talk a little bit more um, on it as well. Mm-hmm. That That's so helpful because knowing which issues yeah. are going to appear, I think it just really helps a lot. So you're not studying everything out there, but you kind of can hone in, not only just 
which topics show up the most, which, which bar issues provides, but also which specific issues within the topic. Right, right. And you will find certain patterns, too. You will find that there are certain issues and sub-issues that just always get tested together so that if you are finding that you spotted one issue, if you know that, hey, this is often tested with something else, it'll be much easier to look for that in advance. Awesome. And then, of course, people can save time because they're focusing on the stuff that actually gets tested, not everything in that book or everything under the sun. Right, exactly. Very good. And what is tip number five? Um, the final tip is something that I think a lot of students often neglect, and it's learning to spot crossovers. Um, a crossover is an essay that covers more than one subject, and this is really becoming more common on the bar exam. Uh, actually, our stats show us that the average number of crossover essay questions on the California bar exam, starting from 2001 to 2014, was 1.7. So you're, you're likely to have at least one crossover on the bar exam, maybe even two. And, um, you know, again, using bar issues, it's really easy to spot them and to figure out some of the patterns that crossovers often take. What are some specific keys to spotting a crossover? Because sometimes I remember take, uh, I don't know if it was a practice exam or actually on the bar, but like I was reading something and it, something was like, it was on professional responsibility, but I felt like it reeked of something else, but I couldn't quite pinpoint it. So right. how, do you, how do you figure that out? Well, the, the key to figuring that out is to really look in advance to see which, historically, which types of subjects have been tested often as crossovers. For example, remedies is always going to usually be with either contracts or torts. Um, community property is often going to be together with wills. Um, you mentioned professional responsibility. That is often tested with another subject. Often it's, it's corporations. And this is so easily apparent when you do look at, um, you know, our, our website and, and you just run down the list of every subject and see, oh, yeah, you know, criminal law, of course, with criminal procedure and evidence. Look for those three together. So when you're looking at the call of the question and you know that one of these subjects is definitely in the call, look for the other possible crossover as well. Okay, awesome. Good. Those are awesome tips. So speaking of bar issues, tell us a little more about uh, the program, kind of who it's for, what it offers, things like that. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, it's like I said in the beginning, there are so many legal issues that are tested on the California bar exam, and it is often overwhelming. You know, you just feel like you can't possibly learn them all. Uh, Angela and I actually counted uh, based on our, our, you know, our, our, some of our outloan books that we came up with. It was about 3,000 rules of law that spanned the 15 subjects tested on the exam. So we knew that we couldn't possibly memorize everything perfectly. Um, so by using bar issues, you're able to actually really drill down to what is most important. And as we like to say, you know, focus on what counts. Um, and make sure that you know the top 20 to 30 issues within each subject cold, because most likely you will be tested on those. Not to say that you shouldn't uh, know all the rest, but you definitely want to make sure that you focus on what is really, really key. That's awesome. So 
what I, I, I briefly looked at bar issues. So it, it shows um, not only like what main topics come up and how often. Like I think, was it evidence, I think, was one of the most tested uh, essay subjects? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can find out from bar issues which, not only which subjects are tested most frequently, and as you said, evidence is, is one that it seems to be at the top all the time lately, but also which issues and sub-issues are tested most frequently. So, um, you know, you, you often have a gut feeling or you may hear your professor say to you, oh, this issue is, is frequently tested on the bar exam. Well, you know, gut feelings aren't always <laughs> what we want to go by. So let's really look at the stats. Let's look at the data. And that's what we've done. We've gone back and analyzed all of the essays. Like I said, we've read through all of them, uh, read through all the student answers, A and B, and methodically categorized all of the issues and sub-issues. And you can rank them. So you can look at any given subject and rank them in order of frequency to see which is tested the most. And then you can easily hone in on a weakness that you may have. Let's say you're really struggling with a, a particular area in uh, contracts. You can actually click on a given issue and it will give you all of the essays that have had that issue tested, and then you can practice more easily. Yeah, and I love how easy the interface is that you guys made it. It's very easy just to go in there and search, and then you actually pop up the essay right then and there. So I don't. Right. I, I, you tell me which essay it is, and you pop it up right there. I don't have to like go back and click. Right, forth. right. That was that was actually. I, I remember when I was, you know, before we even started studying for the bar exam, we did frequently go on the uh, state bar website to to view, you know, some of the the practice uh, to view some of the essays, and it was so hard to just sift through pages and pages like some of those files are almost 100 pages long and if you're wanting to zero in on a specific essay or a specific category it's really hard so yeah you're right we make it really really easy to just find what you're looking for within just one click and every little thing of technology helps when you're overwhelmed by the bar exam exactly exactly yeah yeah this can really make life much easier for the essay portion definitely well very good um so i'll share with the listeners too because uh you guys are giving a discount code for my people is that right that's correct that's correct so i'll share at the end of the call how they can get that as well um yeah so that's great. So great tips. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, everyone can check us out. And we wish everyone the best of luck. Yeah, thanks, uh, Nadine. And tell Angela, your co-founder, we say hi. And we will talk to you later. Okay, great. Thanks, Dustin. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, so that was Nadine from barissues.com giving you her five tips. Um, I checked out Bar Issues. They look like a really great program. Um, there's three people or three reasons why you may want to get your hands on a copy of Bar Issues. One is if you want to see what's most likely tested. Um, what's really great is that you can go through their the list of essays that they have and list of issues and just basically a couple clicks and you'll see which within each category, whether it's contracts, con law, torts, or whatever, you can see which issue is tested the most and when it came up specifically. So 
For example, um, when you go to contracts, uh, you can look under contracts and look at the most tested issues. I'll, I will tell you that the second most highly most tested issue for contracts since 2001 is the statute of frauds. Um, it's shown up 10 times on 10 exams since 2001. For con law, for example, standing and strict scrutiny, strict scrutiny, excuse me, it's like a tongue twister there, they're also the most tested, and they've shown up nine times since 2001. So they have this for every single uh, topic and every single issue that's shown up in California, and you know they may expand to other states at some point, but right now it's in California um, that have shown up, and you can get that for every single issue. So you know kind of what to be most prepared for, where to focus most of your energy, and then what's great is it tells you the specific essay that it that it showed up on, and you could just click, and the essay pops up right there. So if you're looking to practice a specific issue um, in those areas, you can just go in, click, and it shows up, and you can do that for any kind of issue that's ever shown up, whether maybe it's a con law first amendment you want to practice or contracts UCC questions. So that's the second reason um, why you may be interested in this program because of the very specific issues that you can search. And if you want to practice it, you can go in there, find where that showed up rather than trying to dig through years and years of, of exams to find out where it showed up and when. You just go to their search database very quickly, couple clicks, and it'll tell you um, where those specific issues showed up, so you can go ahead and practice those. And um, the third one is if you want to take, if you want to practice your issue spotting. So you can go through, search the years of these these essays, and you just click on the essay, and it pops up all the issues that showed up on that specific essay. Um, so that's another great way to to practice your issue spotting. So you just go click, bam, there's all the issues that showed up. So after you take a practice essay or you practice issue spotting for an essay, you click it, and then you can see what has shown up and what has not. So for those reasons, um, I think it's a great program, something very cool to check out, and you can save $10 on your subscription to Bar Issues. Just head on over to ipassedmybarexam.com forward slash B as in boy, I as in India. Again, B as in boy, I as in India, and that'll take you to a page. You just put your email in, and I'll email you the coupon code. They don't want the coupon code going viral, so um, you got to email me or just go to ipassedmybarexam.com forward slash B as in boy, I as in India, and I will automatically send you that code so you can use it on your subscription. And that code is an affiliate code, so when you do sign up using that code, I do get a small uh, compensation for that. So I do appreciate that, by the way. So if you do decide to go with them and you use that code, I do get a small affiliate commission. That being said, I don't recommend anything that I haven't checked out myself or thoroughly researched and recommend to uh, my listeners um, for, for something that would be beneficial and helpful to them on their bar exam. So... I do appreciate you using that code as well, and sometimes I do give out free gifts and free um, things of, in the form of my products uh, when you do sign up using that code. So shoot me an email after you do, and you know, see if, if uh, maybe we can send you a free gift or free product as well. So thanks for listening. That is it for me today. Head on over to ipassmybarexam.com forward slash bi, boys and B as in boy, I as in India, and get your discount code on bar issues. Also, go out there, work hard, work smart, and always remember that your name appears on the pass list.